Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. We're talking about calling those things. How many have been in the series so far? Calling those things that be not as though they were. I'm going to make it real easy today. I'm going to tell you what. Most church runs on an evangelical theme. Now, you just what I'm saying. And there's nothing wrong with being evangelical. But not this stuff. We ain't, this is, I really believe this. I believe 2021 is going to be a great teaching dispensation. I really believe it. And I, I'm going to pray. I'm going to come. We're going to come uh, New Year's Eve. We're going to come about, we come at 7. I'm going to teach the word and then let you go. I got a word for the new year. I know I'm right about it. Because God, you know what's funny? Last year was the year of greater glory. And I was like, man, God, if it was greater glory, you could have fooled me. This place is a mess. And God said, what happened to you? I said, well, we expanded six times where we were. He goes, yeah. What you doing this? Expanded everywhere. And he said, well, what's that? He goes, I go, that's your presence. He goes, well, I did what I told you as a body. That's why it's strategic for you to get in. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to tell you what 2021 is about. It's about warfare and taking your spiritual authority to another level. I'm telling you, man, I got it in the Holy Ghost the other day. God was like, you need to take your dominion in the earth. You know what I mean? Now, you're going to teach you those principles of that, having dominion. See, you talk evangelically, people don't, they don't talk like this. I'm not picking on them. I'm staying in my lane. The worst thing I could do is try to be somebody I'm not. So I'm just going to stay in my lane and teach this stuff. I need you to get this understanding of what I'm teaching you today because this is God's honest truth. Okay? So get out your notebook, get ready. You young people, you pay attention to me, change your whole world. I'm telling you, man. 99.9% of people, me and you know, they just call everything the way it is. That is not the principle of heaven. Now, you can do what you want to do, so let's just look at this. So I'm not going to keep you all day, but I want you to get this stuff. So look up here, whatever scripture I said, was it Isaiah? There you go. Yeah, think about this. This is really good. Yeah, that was very, you did good, Kayla. You did better than me. <laughs> he said, this is where he says he knows the end from the beginning. But look what he says. I like it in the message. It says, Think about this. Wrap your minds around it. This is serious business. He said, don't be rebellious. Take it to heart. Remember your history. Your long and rich history. I am God, the only God you've ever had or ever will have. You got that right there? I'm incomparable and I'm irreplaceable. From the very beginning, telling you what the end will be. Now, did you get that? Telling you what? The end will be, he said, I'm speaking the end at the beginning. And all along, letting you in on what's going to happen, assuring you I'm in this for the long haul. Ain't that good? He ain't done. I'll do exactly what I set it out to do. Did you get that? Now, I want you to pull this in and get this understanding. It's very important, right? Here's the thing. God calls the end at the beginning. Do you understand what that means? God calls it finished. Come on. Did you get that? Well, why is that? That's how God speaks. He doesn't say, oh, that he speaks the end from the beginning, meaning what? I show you the outcome before we get the ball rolling. Why is that important? Because everybody else, you and I know, they call it the way it is. Everybody calls it the way it is because we call it like, you know, oh, you're, I don't even know how you want to say it. It's normal. It's natural. What am I trying to get you to see? Look at 1 Corinthians 1, 27. Remember we got here. God said, no, now it's a mentality. Now, I'm going to show you why I keep saying this over and over. It's about your identity in Christ. I need you to start speaking out of your identity in Christ, not your identity in humanity. Does that make sense? Because a lot of people just, they, I got to get you to get the right inward picture so you can start speaking the outward words you need to speak. Because most people, and I'm not saying denial, but most people, you know what they do? They don't, they just say what it is. There's no way to change what it is. Does that make sense? You can, there's, it's done. So if you don't start calling things the way you want them to be and not the way they are, you're going to be a mediocre Christian. Most Christians, what do they do? They call it the way they see it. Calling it the way you see it ain't changing it. If you call it the way it is, I'm going to explain it. Well, that kid ain't serving God. Well, keep saying they ain't serving God and they never serve God. Well, I'm broke. You staying broke the more you keep talking broke. I'm sick. Well, you calling it. It's coming. 
That's what you're calling for. You call for sick, sick will come. You call for broke, broke will come. You say, well, I'm not that important. Your words are putting you over or your words are putting you under. There ain't no kidding in the kingdom. The kids will say that all the time. They're like, well, I was just kidding. I said, ain't no kidding in the kingdom. Ain't no playing around in the kingdom. Words are the currency that move it, and words are the currency that affect it. Death and life is in the The devil will use your words if you ain't careful. You know what I'm saying? So I don't be playing around with words because words are, well, I was just joking. Ain't no joking in the kingdom. Ain't no playing in the kingdom. Words. Your words put you over. Your words put you under. Now, I don't believe that. Well, I don't care what you believe. That's what the Bible said. You better start believing what I'm telling you. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Then they love it with the fruit thereof. Now, right away, you, you know, your word of faith. What are you supposed to be, word of unbelief? You know what I'm saying? And then, like, that's what they, you know, I like going to evangelical. And then, listen, I ain't knocking on the evangelicals. We are them. But you know what I'm saying? I like going to evangelical church. There's not a lot of stuff you have to do. You just sit there and, you know, you're just the guy says a couple things and I feel good. And I go home and it's great. Have you grown? No, I, don't, I haven't grown in the last 20 years, but I'm comfortable. And uh, I still think the same thoughts, speak the same way, do the same stuff, struggle with the same stuff. But, hey, praise God, I'm going to heaven. Are you out of your mind? You people crazy? You got to go, I'm, I'm asking you, are you nuts? Because if they come in here and I tell you how to do this stuff, this is what you got to do. You say, well, Pastor Chris, you're nuts. Jesus was nuts. He just called Jesus a nut, total nut job. Don't make no sense. I'll go to timeout when I get there. Jesus don't make no sense. I'm very respectful, but he don't make no sense. He's over there calling dead people sleeping, and people are laughing him to scorn. Jesus calling everything the way he wants it to be and not what they see, and you're telling me this is sanity? This is outside of sanity. This is faith. You know what I'm saying? Remember what I told you? He going to Jairus' house. He said, oh, she's sleeping. Come on, she's deader than a doornail, Jesus. They're laughing him to scorn. Jesus is like, nah, 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 nah. Lazarus is dead. Nah, 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 nah. Ain't you, told me, you told me this, he wasn't going to die. Nah, that's not what I told you. I told you it's not going to end in death. I never said anything about nothing dying. He, called it, he don't ever call things the way they are. He calls them the way they're going to be. He shows up, finds Gideon. Gideon's scared out of his mind. Hey, mighty man of valor. Gideon's like, who are you talking to? I'm scared out of my mind. I'm hiding. Mighty men of valor. Yeah, you. David, come over here, boy. Boy, ain't nobody invited me to this party. Don't worry about it. You're going to be the king. King of what? King of the world. See what I'm saying? He's picking, he's picking and speaking and telling people dreams and visions, and they don't, they're scared. Joseph, come on. You don't believe it? I told him this morning, look at Israel. Look at, look at, look at Jacob. I'm a liar, I'm a stealer, I'm a mess. He said, no, you're Israel, you're a nation. There's a nation in you, kid. You just don't know the nation you are yet. Let me speak some words and show you who you are. See what I'm saying? He's changing Abraham's name. He changed Sarah's name. He's going to change your name in the end. He's calling you stuff you don't even know you are. And then we come in here like, I want this. Praise God, I'm going to call it the way I see it. I'm going to call it the way I see it. You're a mediocre Christian if you're calling it the way you see it. You live in mediocrity. You know what that means? Come on, man. That means this is just as it will be, will be. That's all I got. That's what it is. This is how you start seeing different. Look at this first Corinthians. Look at this first Corinthians scripture. But God has chosen the foolish. I know this, Pastor, because you've been saying these scriptures all over. Well, there's power in these scriptures for you to change. See, this will say, well, now here, here's all you evangelicals. God bless. I'm picking on evangelicals today. Don't call on them up. I don't know what he's talking about. I'm talking about your jacked up marriage. That's what I'm talking about. How you can't even get along for the next 30 days without fighting about something stupid. Oh, you don't have that? I'm talking about your jacked up bank account. I'm talking about your jacked up doctor's report. I'm talking about your kid that you didn't sow that. I didn't sow that all my life. This kid ain't serving God. I don't know. what I sowed only good seeds. I don't know why this kid's hell bent. I'm talking about something. You'll find yourself somewhere in this thing if you're paying attention to me, and you've been calling it hell bent, broke, sick, jack. Just keep calling it. That's all that's going to come. Keep calling it what it looks like. 
Well, Bobby's been drunk since 73. Keep calling him Bobby. We used to have this guy. We used to work in, the, we work in town. My, my parents would say, we used to call this guy. He was, a, he was the town guy was getting hammered all the time. He was the wino. That's all everybody called him. He's a town drunk guy. I got my first job, and guess who showed up? It was a town drunk guy. I said, hey, you the town drunk guy. You know what I mean? They were calling him this, and the guy was still struggling. You know, I, I, didn't like, I didn't like it. It bothered me, and I wasn't even saved. I said, no, I'm not calling you none of them names. He liked me. I said, I'm calling you this. I didn't even know none of these principles. And he got free. He was free and doing good. Why you got to live with a label from 73? Cut it out. You ain't who you are. I ain't going to call you that. I didn't remember I got that gas station job. We used to try to roll them for dimes and stuff, you know, take his money. He didn't have no money. He's broke. But remember, we used to buy a bag of chips for a dime, you know, so stupid. And I like, maybe we can get a dime out of him. Try to get a dime. He'd be drunk, you know, try to push around, get a dollar out of him. He wouldn't do it. He was looking for money. As a kid, what did we know? We'd never be mean, but it was mean. I'm a, I'm a teenager. I showed up. I said, I ain't going to even call you them names. That don't make no sense. Why are you labeling yourself with something you're not? Identification of who you're not supposed to be. Everybody's identity. See, let me tell you something about the earth. They're trying to identify you to humanity. Ain't nothing human about you. You're supernatural. They try to label you who you think you're not. They don't know who you are. You're another, you're another creature. You're another being. You know, this one, you're a new creature in Christ. They ain't never been one like you before. See, we talk like that. I don't understand what you mean. You're a new species of being. Now, I know, that's, that's blowing your evangelical mind right there. I ain't trying to be mean, but this guy just called me an alien. Yeah, you're from another planet. You came from heaven. And you got to stop seeing yourself and identifying yourself with Adam and start identifying yourself with Christ and start seeing through the eyes of Christ and start speaking it like it is. And then once you start talking like this, people are going to look at you like, okay, you fell up the dump truck in the back. What happened to you? You speak calling what and speaking what and saying what and being what. And then look it, don't get nervous if it doesn't happen overnight, but it'll happen. They try to, they try to put labels on you. They try to put labels on your kids. They try to put labels on this. They try to put labels on that. They try to put labels on everything. They try to label everything. Say, no, 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 you don't know. Look, I'm a different brand. I come from heaven. You ain't never seen this label. I'm a different kind of label. Amen. What do you call it? I'm calling it to be. What if I just call it what it is? What am I going to get? What it is. Now, look at these scriptures. Come on, keep going. You're going to see this today. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to what? To bring to what? To confound the things which are mighty. Now look at verse 28. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen, yea, the things which are not to bring to naught the things that are. So he's saying, the things you see, I can change to become the things you want to see from the word of God. You could bring them into material. Now, I want you to see this now, but what's the, what, what's the problem? Now, you got that? That's like our, that's our kind of like foundation. But what do I got to do? Write this down. I got to get a new image on the inside of me. I'm telling you, you better. Look at Romans 4, 17. You got to get a new image on the inside. You got to change the pictures you see in. Some of you say, well, my picture's pretty good. Well, you got to work on that picture. Because you speak out of the image you see within you. You understand that? Look at Romans 4, 17. But as it is written, as it is written, he's talking about Abraham. I have made thee the father of many nations. Before him who believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things that be not as though they were. What does God do? He quickens the dead. What's that mean? He makes things alive. Now, let me go slow. So God... As it is written, God who does what? Quicken it. He, as it is written, he called him to be what? I have made thee. He's talking about Abraham. I have made thee the father of many nations. Great. Wonderful. As it is written. What you make Abraham? I made Abraham what was wrote about him. What's been written about you? So you got access to yes and amen in that Bible. Everything that Bible says you are, you can be. You understand that? Now, you got to, now everybody's like, yeah, I can do it. Well, then how are you going to well, do it? They don't know how. That's why we're here. When you learn how, now you can. Let me show you now. I'm going to show you what's up. So how do I become what's been written? First, you got to find out what's been written, and then you got to put what's written in you. 
That image in you've got to paint a picture. Once that picture's clear, you'll speak out of the image. You ain't speaking out of words, dude. You're speaking out of the image of how you see you. Yeah, come on. Ain't nobody speaking out of words. You're speaking words out of the image. If you got the right internal image, you're going to speak the right words. Yeah, you see me? I'll go slow. I don't really care. I'm not here to be cute. You see what I'm saying? Serious problem. Why you talk broke? Talk broke because you see broke inside of you. You ain't going to talk broke no more. I told you this when we started. This is how you grow spiritually. So I'm going to show you how to do it. Okay? I'm going to show you how to do this now. Go slow. Okay? So you see that? God who quickeneth the dead and call things that be not as though they were. Well, who acts like that? God. He quickens dead things. That's why when he's walking around saying, Jairus' daughter, that ain't moving me. I quicken dead things. Lazarus, that ain't moving me. I quicken dead things. That's what I do. Quicken the dead. Makes alive dead things. What's dead? Come on, when resurrection life shows up, nothing's dead. Understand this? I know I'm beating a drum, but guess what drum I'm beating? Your drum. I'm trying to get you, ain't no situation you can't change. Isn't a circumstance in the world you can't reverse. If you can find it in the Bible, yes and amen, you can create it in your future, amen? Now watch this now, because you got to know who you are. Okay, okay, go to 2 Peter 1 and 3. Y'all know this one, because I've been pounding these, but you got to see them again. Why? Because you give me 40 minutes a week to try to reprogram your head. It ain't enough time. It ain't enough time. I'm getting, to, I'm getting possessed with this stuff by God. That's, don't, people ain't going to understand you. So don't tell people nothing. You're goofy. We'd love to connect with you online. To learn more about us and keep up with everything that's going on at Relevant Church, visit relevantfl.org. You can also check us out on all of your favorite social platforms. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash relevantfl and also on Instagram by using our handle at relevant underscore fl. Plus, you can even catch up with us on YouTube and that's at youtube.com slash relevantchurch. We can't wait to continue connecting with you and as always, welcome home. Blessed and highly favored. Uh, watch when, they, when a kid comes home for the holiday and he hasn't been living for God for seven months, eight months, eight years, 18 years. Joker's out in left field and you don't know. I, Pastor Liz just talked to me about somebody the other day. I know the parents, they ain't in the church. I knew the parents do these people for you. I was like, how in the world did that kid get so hell bent? I was thinking in my head, good parents. You know what I mean? And I, the kids out in left field. I wasn't saying nothing. I was like, God bless them. I prayed. I said, you know what? I said, God bless them. I prayed for him. I went my merry way. Man, if I seen that kid, you know, I'd be like, man, man of God, where you been? What do you mean, man of God, where I, who, man of God, who? Hey, Gideon, you know, Gideon must have did mighty man of valor. See, you got to call that thing. I ain't calling you where you are. Hey, drug addict wacko. No, I ain't going to be, come on, man, you got to stop calling this thing. I understand. I'm not picking on people. You understand it? Well, you know, they whisper, shut up. Call the man of God to come out of them. Someone speak something in you, tell you who you are. Everybody's looking for words. Somebody believe in me, because I don't even believe in me. See what I'm saying? They're going to show up for Christmas, go, hello, woman of God. Praise the Lord. They're going to look at you like, who in the world? You're nuts. Yeah, I'm nuts, all right. I'm going to keep calling it and speaking it and saying it and, and saying it and saying it. Why? Because look what it says, man. I'm going to show you now. Look at this, 2 Peter, look at this 2 Peter 1 and 3. 2 Peter 1 and 3. According as divine power has been given unto us, what? All things, given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. We've been here. But watch this. Come on. Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Ooh. That's power. What happened with the woman in issue of blood when she touched Jesus? Virtue came out of him. That's power. She sucked it out of him. He didn't even know she was there. Her faith got it. She's over there chilling. Good story, huh? Where was Jesus? You want to see some? Where was Jesus loaded up going? He was loaded up going to Jairus' house, pull off a miracle. Jesus walking power, talking power, moving power. What happened with her? She said, I'm going to go for it. 
She reached, she had an image. What was the image? If I could touch him, I can get it. If I can touch him, I can get it. What'd she do? She touched him, she got it. Jesus said, power left me. Who touched me? He's like, man, who touched you? 10,000 people just touched you. How are we going to know? Somebody touched me, touched me, pulled something out of me. She's laying there on the ground, right? Say, forgive me. He's like, now, daughter, your faith made you whole. I wish these clowns would figure out what you knew. Come on, somebody, right? And remember what happened? And right there, the synagogue, Jairus' guy came and said, what? Don't, she dead. Jesus said, whoa, now. Whoa, now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jairus, don't you get afraid because the fear kicks in. Jesus is like this. If you stop, I'm done. See, now watch this. See, the end of the matter would have been up to Jairus, not Jesus. If you stop, I'm done. That's all I can do. I'm locked up. But if you can only believe, he shows up at the house. Bro, she's dead. Shows up at the house and said, where's she at? He said, he said, why are you here? They cried ever. He went to the funeral. They're crying, bawling, squalling, slinging snot, messed up, just crying. She's like, hey, where's she at? She's dead. Nah, she's sleeping. What? See, if I, you better get me. See, I'm teaching right now. I hope you get me. If I call it the way it is, it's finished. So if I say she's dead, she's dead. But I ain't calling nothing the way you see it. I'm calling it the way I want it to be. So she is taking a nap. Ha, ha, ha. Get out. <laughs> Just leave. Why? Because what I'm getting ready to do, you ain't going to be able to handle. And I said, well, did he remove the unbelief because he needed it? It was affecting him? No. He removed the unbelief because he don't want to hear the stupid people that don't know nothing anymore. Okay? What do they got to do with his faith? He don't need them believing. He knew what he was doing. He said, well, he said, all right, wake up. Get up out of your sleep. If he would have called it the way it was, it would have been the end of the matter. You see it? It becomes, now what am I saying? I'm teaching you right now. It becomes the end of a matter if you say what you see. If you say what you see, it's the end of the matter. Did you get that? If you say broke, that's it. You say sick, that's it. You say dead, that's it. You say done, it's done. You say it's done. But if you say, I know what I see, but I'm going to say what I want it to be. Now you got faith kicking in gear. Well, you know, where marriage is jacked up. Yeah, okay, you and everybody else's marriage is jacked up. Wake up. Oh, no, we, we live in a perfect world. Where You're medicated. Okay? Okay? Stop. That is really funny, Pete. It's hilarious. We, gotta, we never fight. Yeah, okay. Somebody's on drugs. Really good drugs. A, B, you don't ever get, then you don't talk about nothing. You go to one room and they go to the other room and they never. We don't, you, look, if you ain't fighting, you ain't talking. Okay? We don't ever fight about nothing. Then you don't talk. <laughs> How many years you been doing this? 60 years. He ever have to go to the garage and spend some time out time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many of you guys got to go in the garage, right? Praise the Lord, right? How many of you guys got to go to the garage? I'm in the garage. Praise the Lord. Not by choice, but by force. Hallelujah. Now you can all find me. They're paging me. Then my phone starts ringing. Oh, God. Can't get away from them. Now, uh, yes. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, it's funny, but it's true. And then you can't, you can't call it the way you see it. Because if you do, you'd... <laughs> if you call it the way you see it, you'd be in a lot of problems. So you just try... <laughs> so just, I, I love my wife. <laughs> I love my wife. I love my wife like Jesus loved the church. Jesus gave up his life for his wife. I'm kind of giving up my life too, right <laughs> Come on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. She's thinking the same thing. Be quiet. Right? Come on. You see what I'm saying, though? You don't call it, you don't call it, oh, the, 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 the financial thing, it don't look right for a season. Every dream doesn't look right in the beginning. Neither do the promises. But you got to call things. You got to call things that be not as though they were. Everybody calls it the way they see it. 
See, here's where faith kicks in. Because you got to get this now. He said, look at this verse, look at this verse here. Look at four. That by these exceeding great and precious promises, by these, you might be a partaker of a divine nature. That's a picture. That by these exceeding great and precious promises, divine nature. That's a picture. Divine nature is a picture. See, because you don't think M-O-N-E-Y. You see a picture of wealth. You don't think H-E-A-L-T-H. You see a picture of health. For some guy that's walking to the mailbox, the other guy that's running a marathon, health means something to everybody. But somebody, for somebody, that's just let the pain get out of my body. That's their picture of health. For me and you, it might be something different. Young people, it's a whole new ball game. You see what I'm saying? What's it mean to be healthy? To young people, to be healthy means you don't have no terminal disease. Let's be honest. As you get older, you just want to feel good. Just don't want no aches and pains. Just want to be able to do what I did 10 years ago. Come on, see what I'm saying? You don't think H-E-A-L-T-H? I talked to Mr. Bob this morning. He was funny. He cracked me up. I said, how you doing? Staying busy? He goes, at my age, you know what staying busy is? I said, I don't want to know. Amen. <laughs> it was cute, but I get it. <laughs> staying busy means he went to Publix. I don't know, right? Come on. I understand what we're saying. We all get it. But to everybody, to somebody, it's something different. But I got to get the picture of that on the inside. Then I got to let that, I got to speak out of the picture. See, you're speaking out of the picture of what you see internally. So this is what we got to understand. So what's going to happen if we keep calling it the way we see it? That's all we're going to get. See, it doesn't have any creative force if you just keep calling it the way it is. You got to call it the way you want to be. You got to call it. See, I showed him in the morning. Check this out. Light wasn't somewhere in the earth, and God went like this. Hey, light, come here. Light, come here. He had light in him. He said, light be. And it went ripping through the universe. And once he, now watch this now. You, now I'm going to show you something here. You do not, he gave you words. You don't, I'm going to say this now. I know we have the creative power of words, but you want to know what the creative power of words is? He already created them. Just say what he said about it. It's already been spoken. That's, that's Hebrews 11.1. 1. Go look at it. Go look at Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now, let me show you something right here. Now. See, you don't, you, all you got to do is say what God said because the power is in the word to create what God spoke. See, this is where I'm pulling you out of limitation and putting you in the super, because you don't, because this is what I'm trying, trying to show you. You don't believe enough in your voice sometimes to create the change you're looking for in the circumstances. That's why God gave you his words. His words and your agreement in his words will allow the creative force in his words to create your new atmosphere. So what's that mean? Just say what God said. Even though you don't know how what God said could come to pass, don't make no difference. Did God say it? Then you can be it. See, that's what 11.1 is talking about. Is this making sense? Yes. You talk out of an image. You are not talking just out of words. When you get the right internal image, your words will line up with your image. Remember the children of Israel, what they say? We look like grasshoppers. They didn't say it out loud. They had an image of grasshoppers, and what they recognized? You look like grasshoppers. See it? Whatever image. Look right here. Hebrews 11. Y'all you know this. Now faith is the substance. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not. So let me ask you a question. If you call it the way you see it, you're in unbelief. But if you call it what you cannot see, you just enter the door of faith. Yeah, they see it? See that? You call it the way it is, you're in unbelief. You can't do it. Let me show you something about God. This is why I told you, always leave it like. Now you're going to get a real, this is a good nugget, Okay. You ready? Okay, check this out. God comes in this situation, goes, if you call it the way it is, it's finished. That's why faith, I don't like this faith business where it's like, I got it. No, no, no. I believed I received when I prayed. Because this is not some play on words. Faith is force, is found in the unseen. Faith's greatest position of operation is in the unseen, and it's called in. It's release. And its function is in the unseen realm. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When it shows up, faith is finished. So if you're running around, I got it, show it to me. You ain't got it yet. 
But I believed I received when I prayed. I love that. I believed I received when I prayed. I did it with the building. I said, I believe that I received that property. I believe that I received that property. I believe we believe, I tell God day after day, year after year, we, I believed I received when I prayed. The day that keys hit my hand said, we got it. It wasn't mine until the keys were in my hand. The paperwork was signed. Then it's mine. It's yours. Fate's done. Next, I got open projects all over the place. But that project is full and complete. If you got it, then give me the key. Uh, don't get your vernacular messed up because the force of faith is found in the tense. I believed I received when I prayed. Did you get that? Then once it shows up, you got, I believed I received $10,000 when I prayed. Then give me five grand. Uh, you run around, I got it. Well, give me some. Uh, you ain't got it. You lying. I believe that I see when I prayed, and Pastor Chris, when it shows up, your check will be on the way. Praise be to God, I'll be in agreement with you. I'm playing, but you understand what I'm saying. If you got it, you can write a check. That ain't no fake check. That's a hot check if you ain't got it in the bank. Come on, somebody. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? Come on, you get the, get, ain't nothing wrong with saying, see, because this is where we got it all jerked up and nobody wants to do it. This is why the church, because a bunch of people didn't know what they were doing and got everybody down on this kind of talk. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, got, I don't have it. Got a big old lump on your head. It's not there. It's not there. No, it's there. But I'm not calling what I see. I'm calling it to go away. You're not in denial. You know what I'm saying is? You're not in denial. It's there. You broke, you broke. I'm going to change broke. You got a bad doctor's report. You don't have to identify. That's the report, but I'm going to get a new report because I believe the report of the Lord. Hallelujah. See what I'm saying? I I might not look like this. I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. I'm going to say what God See it? This is what happens. Because once, watch this now. Once faith does its work, it's finished. See it? Watch this now. Now look what he said here. Now faith is a substance of things, hope first, evidence, things not seen. By it, we, by it, by it, for by it, the elders have retained a good report. That's words. Now wait a minute, where did they get them words from? Go back to verse one. Faith is the substance of things hope for, the evidence of things. Okay, so hope and not seeing things are both not seen. Correct? Come on, Bible scholars. Correct? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope don't, hope, I'm hoping to go to lunch. You ain't at lunch. I'm hoping to have the money to pay the bill. You ain't got the money yet. It's not seen. And what? And the evidence of things not seen. So faith is found in the substance of things and the evidence of things not seen. Neither one of them have materialized yet. Beautiful. Thank you very much for the show of enthusiasm. Verse 2. For by it being faith, the elders obtained a good report. Let me ask a question. What's a report? Words. How did children of Israel get an evil report? Words. How you get a good report? Whose report will you believe? We're going to believe the report of the Lord. Where did you get a report? Words. Where did they get these words from? Not what we're seeing. Not what we're seeing. Faith-filled words are not developed from what is seen. Faith-filled words are never developed from what is seen. They're filled and found from the substance of things not seen. So why are you looking at the seen stuff to tell me whether faith's doing anything? Doesn't work there. I'm going to say something. You're going to love it. Faith has always worked in the invisible, and when it materializes, it's not faith anymore. <laughs> it's finished. It's a rough way for me to say it. Stop looking for it in the scene realm, because once it shows up here, it's done. Look at verse 3. Look at verse 3. Look what it says there. See it? Through faith, we understand that the world were framed by the word of God. God's word framed the world? You better believe it. And he put his word in the world. So God's word is trapped in the earth. And guess where else is trapped in that Bible? Yeah, it is. Because his, his material set this world we're living in. The earth is the fullness of the Lord's. The earth. Heaven and earth. 
He said, I made heaven my home and earth my footstool. You know what a footstool is? It's like an otterman. You put your feet on it. The earth's under my feet. We got dominion. Church running around trying to get power. You got power. Now, you got to brainwash yourself to this stuff. You got to start, I'm telling you, you say, oh, God, is this a cult? Yeah, it's a spiritual cult. You understand what I'm saying? I'm trying to get your spirit right. Give me a break. I don't know if I like it. Give me a break. You don't like it. You know what I'm saying? I'm renewing your mind. He's right. To the Bible, I'm not telling you nothing I believe. But I believe, like I made it up. I believe this Bible. Read it. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So the the word of God framed the world. Is that what it says? Look at this. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And you had the same language? He's saying everything that's seen came from what was not seen. So how are you living? The just shall live by and not by. So why are you living by sight? All you tell me is what you see. All right, watch. Laws. Memory will show me where you've been. Imagination will show me where you can go. God never really lives in memory. He lives more in imagination because imagination is on the creative side. God is a creator. He is, not, he is not in what has already been finished. He's finished that. He goes on to the next thing of creation. When it's finished, God's finished with it. That doesn't mean he's still not involved with it, but he's done with it. And he's perpetual. When he spoke light out of him, light's running through. I don't even know how fast it's running right now. Somebody knows that. The speed of light is what? I don't know. 186, 186,000 miles per second. That's what Joe said. Blame Joe for Google's wrong. A hundred, let's think of that. 186,000 miles per second. <laughs> I don't even care if it's right. It feels good. <laughs> say, that again. say that again, Priya. 186,000 miles per second. You think God is... <laughs> Wait a minute now. Go to, now I'm really going to pick on you. 186,000 miles per second. You think God's got time to be jacking around while it's been finished, moving that fast into the future? Come on. He's moving. You see what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying with this? You're trying to get, like, stop telling me what it is. Tell me what you're going to create it to be. See, I go to your house, all you're going to show me memories. I want to look at pictures. I want to see the kids. How old were they there? It's cute. But I want somebody to show me imagination. Hey. Yeah, I, I, when I go around guys with imagination, I got, I got one. I got, there's two. I got a G6, and there's another one. I'll take a picture of them. I'll show them to you. They're sitting right there. I said, where are those days? Oh, they're in the air. <laughs> so I say, you got to show me where you're going. And don't give me your storyboard business. Everybody watches a movie, puts out a storyboard, and you forget about it. You walk by it. Collecting dust. That's not what I'm saying. I don't want a storyboard on a wall. I want a picture you put inside of you from the word. You did? I ain't got no problem with that thing, but now you got so used to it, notes on the refrigerator don't even make sense no more. You got used to them. You got to go re-identify with identity. Pull your identity in Christ. Don't tell me what man's got to deal with. I don't have to deal with that. I'm a supernatural being. Does that make sense? So how do I, how do I create this right image? I got to create this right image from the word of God. Write that down. Some of you know that already. Is this okay? You like this? Because you got to understand something. Unseen is more powerful than seen. See, I'm trying to lean you over to this thing. See, I'm trying to lean you over to this thing. I'm trying to lean you over. The unseen realm is more real than the seen realm, so why are you just looking at the seen realm and tell me what's going on? Remember we read that scripture in 2 Corinthians? I don't want to go there if we don't have to. It's subject to change. Right? Temporal. How in the world do you think you change the substance of the earth with the substance of heaven? Where do you find the substance of heaven? From the word of God. Words. So what happens if I don't have the substance from heaven? I'm just living in what I got. I can't change it. Everything can be changed. Everything can be changed. Now watch this one. Well, you know, how am I going to change it? Well, you know what? You got to use the element of faith. 
Faith-filled words. How do I get that? Whosoever shall say into the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe all what God said. He didn't say what God said. We believe what God said. He said, believe whatsoever you say shall come to pass, and you shall have whatsoever you say. That's why you got to stop lying. Y'all got to stop lying. You lie. Or the little lies. Little lies jacking up your faith. Liar, liar. Pants on fire. Yeah, I'm telling you, stop lying. Like, oh, I can't tell the truth. Well, then just avoid certain questions or something. I don't know what to tell you, but say the truth. Because I'm telling you now, you're going to think it's funny. Oh, you know, I got to lie a little bit. You know, work, I got to lie a little bit. No, don't lie. Just say some talking riddles. Nobody will understand you. You know what I'm saying? Just don't bring it up. If you, you know what I'm saying? Like, work, man, I got to do this. You know, I used to have this boss. Oh, my God, this guy. Tell him we're, tell him we're in the tr- Oh, my God, we were making these displays. And it, that crazy dude... We, Tell them, tell them we're on the road. On the road, bro. You didn't even build these things yet. How in the world am I going to tell this guy? I was lost. I'll tell them whatever you want. I was like, yeah, they let, just left three hours ago. Right there. I was lost. I wasn't saved back then. I wasn't saved all my life. You know what I mean? I lie for you at work. What do I care? Hey, yeah, okay, great. Yeah, they're not here. <laughs> yeah, they left an hour ago. They're right there. I'm staring at them. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good. They'll be there. They'll be there on time. Yeah. They're going to be late. They're going to be a day late. We get used to it, right? That ain't hurting nobody. It's hurting your destiny now. You get in the kingdom. Well, if your mouth's only 50% right, you're going to be 50-50 with God. How we know what God's going to believe? Well, let me make that come to pass, but that don't come to pass, and this kind of that. Ooh, you better stop lying. What are you going to do if the only, how powerful are your words going to be if all you say is what you see in the word of God? I told you this character thing gets challenged when these promises. This is why people don't want to talk like You want to know why? You want to know why the church has left this stuff behind? I'll tell you exactly why. You ready for it? It's all about spiritual growth and nobody wants to grow. You want to know why the church left the promises of God and went totally mainstream? Because it doesn't take nothing to be mainstream. And it takes no spiritual growth. The gospel I preach in the kingdom is not works, but the gospel I preach is going to take growth. And that's what people don't want to do. They don't want to go, just come and tell me how great it is. Tell me, all the, tell me about Jesus. Don't tell me none of the principles. You just talk to me about the person. Because we love the person. He loves me. He cares about me. He's going to bless me. I'm going to go to heaven. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. We're, I've got to maintain through the earth. And then one day I'm going to be in a cloud. I'm going to ride a horse. And we've got wings. And it's going to be awesome. And I'm going to go to heaven. And that's going to be heaven. I'm going to heaven. Because the guy told me on TV, he was smiling. He said, TV, I go to heaven. Yay, heaven. I was like, great. And then you come in here, and I'm like, hey, hey, you want to have heaven on earth? Here's what you got to do. So watch this now. You want a promise? You want to grow? You want the power? You want the stuff? You want the stuff? Hey, if somebody causes problems, you got to forgive them. I ain't forgiving that jerk. <laughs> yeah, you don't forgive. You're, God is not going to answer your prayers. Now watch God. He does not a God with a hammer making you grow. He goes, how bad you want the good life? It's the goodness of God that leads a man to repentance. Repentance is change. So now I go, ooh, wait a minute. I can have ought or I can forgive and get my prayers answered. And I'd rather have that promise more than I'd rather have my opinion. So bump my opinion. I'm going to forgive anyway. Come on now. You see the spiritual growth? Uh, how many of you want to prosper? You cannot speak broke no more. You're going to be in the store going, I cannot shut up. Shut your mouth. <laughs> you ain't going to talk broke because you're like, God says, so once you get the identification of prosperity, it changes my vernacular, my words. See, healed people that get a vision on the inside, they just talk hell. So what is that making me do? The promises of God are making me mature. And they're making me say what God says. How many know if you say what God says, some of you, that means you haven't become one with this word yet. You don't get to say what you want to say. You just say what he says. Man. Now, you know why some of you don't like that? You're too emotional. I'd rather have my emotions than I'd rather have the word of God. Because I'm not going to get any emotional response if I just say what the word of God says. Because if I just say what the word says, there's no emotional response in this. And this kind of hurts. But I want to tell you how I feel. You don't get feel with faith. Faith has no feeling. 
I'm not picking on you. You, know you got to say what God said. Boy, you're going to bite your tongue a little bit. Mm. Can't say it. Mm, I want to say it. I want to say it so bad, I'm almost willing to give it up. Come on, man. Start the process all over. You're like, oh, I want to say it so bad. You know what I'm saying? You're gritting your teeth. But how bad you want it? See what I'm saying? Now you can't now you can't say anything contrary to the word of God, because if I start speaking contrary to the word of God, I can't get the word of God to kick in. And I can't my actions, I want to keep my actions right, because if I don't keep my actions right, guess what happens? I don't get the results I want. Now I'm stuck. And this is where the this is where the balance is. How how bad you want the, the stuff and the relationship and the God stuff, or would you just really hey, I don't need it that bad? Forget it. Flip it and forfeit it, and now you're walking in carnality. I don't really, I'm going to say, I'm going to talk broke, sick, busted, disgusted, messed up, lack, evil. I'm going to say whatever I want to say. Emotions, they ain't going to live in faith and we live in my soul. See what I'm saying? Now, I'm not picking on you. I understand. It's okay to have your soul. I told you, you got to bring that stuff to God. But in the earth, you got to speak faith. See what I'm saying? It's identity. It's identity. Is that okay? You pulling this in? So what are you calling it? What are you calling things? When you see it, what are you calling it? Think about it. Just like a checkup. You got to start asking yourself, man, I've been calling a lot of stuff the way it looks. I started asking myself, I said, I've been calling a lot of stuff the way it looks. I'm trying, trying to get proactive in my thinking. I've been calling some of this stuff the way it looks. Now, I understand there's a balance in it, but I got to call for the things that be not to come into existence. Come on, you know what I'm saying? You got to get the right image. You got to get the right image. But you ain't going to find that image looking at the thing. God will quicken the dead and call those things that be not as though they were. He's been doing it with everybody. Remember I showed you? He's been doing it with everybody. That's why God never talks to you about defeat. He only talks to you about victory. You ever see in these mouths? Everything God talks about, he says, oh, you're going to win. I'm going to win. Beats me, I'm going to win. It looks like there's 19 armies against me, and I got three guys. Oh, no, you'll be victorious. Say what God says. We win. We're going to win. How in the world are you going to win? You got to battle it. No, no, we'll win. Remember he told Jehoshaphat? He even told, we just come out of that, right? Remember he told Jehoshaphat? Jehoshaphat's got five armies coming against him. He's freaking out. He's so scared, he called the fast. You know you're scared when you don't want to eat. You know what I'm saying? He's like, let's fast. I got a good idea. Let's all fast. Everybody's like, yeah, we're going to die. Let's fast. Ain't nobody ever wanting to fast. You better get ready because we're going to fast soon, right? Y'all better go on that Daniel fast. You're going to kill squirrels. Some of you will. You'll start hating squirrels. You, so, you eat so many nuts on that thing, you're like, man, I'm going to kill somebody, man. We're going to kill that squirrel. Not people, but squirrels. Funny, right? You know, you, all you people think it's going to be easy. Like, I'll just do one thing. I won't drink coffee. You'll be hurting somebody by the end of the week. <laughs> all you people brave try to quit coffee. You're crazy. Tell the Lord anything but the coffee. You know what I'm saying? They're going to go fast, and then you're like, the one thing you'll give up, you'll want. You know, you're like, I'm going to give up Brussels sprouts for the fast. Oh, good job, kids. That's really good. Good idea. Oh, it's a great idea. Luca, great idea. I love it. Dad, I'm giving up vegetables. Way to go, son. Hallelujah. It's just what I would do. Amen. The kids are like, we're going to give up this. You know, they're going to liver and onions. Okay, great. Good job, Jay. What do we Right? It's the one thing you're going to want is Brussels sprouts. Trust me. Whatever you tell your body it can't have, it will want. You know what I'm saying? It will want it. So as we fast and get in this thing, right? So Jehoshaphat calls a fast, and he starts fasting. And you know what they start doing? Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles 20, you don't got to go there. But they start telling God how good he is, how faithful he's been, how, how awesome he's been while they're fasting. And they start worshiping him, basically, and talking about how big he's been and how he's never left them behind. And, I don't know and, and then all of a sudden, one of the prophets rises up and says, hey, this is going to work out okay. God gives him a word. Jehoshaphat acted on the word that he heard, and he went to battle, and a battle he didn't have to fight. And God said, just get down to the edge of the battle. You'll see it'll work out. You see what I'm saying here? He's saying what? He's saying, you're going to win. I'm going to win a battle. I need. Yeah, you'll win. There's five armies coming against me. God said, I don't care. You call those things that be not as though they were. See what I'm saying? He's got to be pro- Look at Elijah. Elijah started, you got a bunch of them, remember? He showed up one day with the servant of the Lord, and his servant was there, and he said, man, they're camped around us. 
You could play. He said, we're camped around. He said, no, 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 no. He said, there'll be many more that be with us than be with them. Where? I'll be like, where are they? Woke up and they're camped around. He said, where are they? He said, oh, there's plenty more with us than be with them. He said, well, they said, oh, he said, open the eyes of my servant. Let him see what I see. And he said, he's seen chariots and he's seen horses. He's seen the host of heaven waiting there to overcome. Now, if you ain't looking by what you saw, you wouldn't have seen that host of heaven. It opened his eyes. Remember Elijah told the servant, he said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. He said, you hear rain? He said, there's a famine, there's a drought, it's a mess. He said, go look. Go look for what? Go look for rain. That's what he was telling him, go look. The kid don't know what he's going to look for. He said, go look and tell me what you see. He said, I don't see nothing. He said, go back. Come on, see what I see. He said, I don't see nothing. He went back seven times. Bible said what? He said, I see a cloud look like the hand of a man. He said, I go, go, go get ready, the rain's coming. The harvest is here, amen? Go see what? Go see something I can't see? Now, if you go looking for what you're supposed to be looking for, sooner or later, it'll come into focus. If you go looking for what I tell you to go look for, sooner or later, you'll see it. If you go looking for what you cannot see right now, but you put some persistence into looking, you're going to see God in the middle of the mess, and you're going to see how God can work it out. What was he saying? We're in the drought. We're in the famine. We're in a mess. He said, go look. For something outside of what you can see with your natural eye. And you'll materialize what you need to supernaturally see in this season. But that's faith. Don't call it the way it is, man. Stop it. It's the end of it if you call it what it is. That's why God said, I ain't calling her dead. Because if you call her dead, it's dead. She's asleep. I ain't calling Lazarus this. This ain't ending in death. I got the answer. Here's my question. It's been a little bit. We're going to get in Christmas next couple weeks, and we're going to go on to something. But I want you to ask this. What image are you talking out of? Look, I didn't tell you this was easy. But you got to start training yourself. Got to start training yourself. How many of you notice now you've been, you've, been, you've been more aware of the words you speak? I ain't calling it a day. I ain't going to call it that. I'm going to call it Blessed. If it, gets, if it gets touchy and I got to say something, I'm saying blessed. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe there's something in the situation and you're sitting in these circumstances. You're like, now I'm going to show you something now. Watch this. This is what's so important. Abraham got his name changed. You got to catch on those promises. The promises of God, which are the word of God, make you say what God says about a matter. That's what you got to do. Identify yourself one with the word. Did you get that? You understand what that means? The promise of the blessing means what? The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. So you just talk rich. You don't talk broke. You don't talk like you ain't allowed to. Well, I don't look like it's there. Who cares when it looks like it's there? You know, and then some of you want to run around and say, I'm a multimillionaire. Be quiet. Just say, I'm blessed. And then you'll work on being that. Okay? What do you say when you don't feel, I'm, I'm not sick, oh, but chill. You got a symptom. It's a symptom. I'm going to call forth healing. By his stripes, I'm healed. It's okay. It's all right. Right now, it might not be there. It'll come in a manifestation. You'll call it in. Can you see what I'm saying? That marriage might look a little shaky. We're going through a rough patch. Sometimes it gets rough. But God put this thing together. No man's putting it asunder. We're going to speak life-filled words. We'll speak some stuff in this season. I'm going to turn this thing around. The kids get a little off. We'll say, come on, man. Because this is where faith kicks in. Because let me ask you a question. What happens if you don't speak the things that you don't see? Faith's not working. Now, I'm going to say that again. This is, this is, this, see the reverseness of how God works? If you do not call things that you do not see, faith ain't working in a situation. That, okay, now sit on that and meditate in that for a minute. So you're saying, Pastor Chris, if I walk in and see it and I say what I see, you're in unbelief? Exactly. Now, listen, though, some things look like God and our God. Just agree with it. That's good. We understand what I'm saying, right? Like, if you're blessed, you're going to another level of blessed. You understand what I'm saying? But if you see something that looks contrary to the word of God, you can't just say what it looks like. You got to say according to what the word of God said. As it is written. What's been written about the situation? What's been, what's been written about the marriage situation you got right there from God? What's been written about the dream that God's given you? What's been written about this? Come on, man. Come on. 
You got to start, you got to start, man, I got to get, you know what it does? It makes you get in. Now I'm done. Makes you get in and go, let's locate where we're at in this situation. And what do we want it to be? And then you start saying what God says about it. Now listen, you got human wills. Don't try to get weird, you know, try to change people's will. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Speak the word of God. Speak the word of God. And call those things that be not as though they were. He did it with Abraham, man. He said, stop calling yourself. Stop identifying yourself with the barren one and start identifying yourself with the father of many nations. And the minute he started changing the way he saw himself and spoke about himself, he got the promise of God to come in. So here's my question. What promise has been waiting on you? It took him 24 years of saying things the way he saw it and didn't produce nothing even though he had a promise to get it. It took him less than a year to get what God said when he started saying exactly what God said about a matter. That's the God's honest truth. What you gonna do with it? That's why I bring you here, man. 24 years, the God gave him the promise, said you will be the father of many nations. But you know what he did? He didn't identify himself with that. He identified himself with Abram. I'm the guy with no kids. I'm the guy with no kids. I'm the guy with no kids. The minute he said, who, who, do, who do you say I am? I'm gonna agree with what you say about me. And, I st- and he started what? He started seeing himself and calling himself what God called him to be. He got it. Come what promise do you got from heaven? Now I'm coming right in your doorstep. What promise did you get from heaven and God already gave you the word to say it's yours? What access and availability did he say? It's on your doorstep, you can become it. When are you gonna say what God said and only what God said about the matter? That's when your life's gonna change. And now the house changes. But we ain't gonna say nothing different in that book. You know what I mean? We ain't going to walk, talk, breathe, eat, sleep. We're going to eat, sleep, drink what the Bible said about it, and that's it. Now, I ain't saying this. you got to do this and everything. You're going to grow, but guess what, those big ones? Now, watch this. What's going to happen? Just think of this. What's going to happen in your life when you line up with the Word of God with your mouth? It is, because you know what, James? It says we put a bit in the horse's mouth and show him which way to go. We put a, a, a bridle on that horse to show him the direction. We put a rudder on a ship, shows it where it go. He said, your tongue is like the bit in the rudder of the horse, and what does it do? It steers it. He says, if any man could bridle his tongue, he could bridle his whole body. What's going to happen when you put those, your, your life's going to steer down the road it needs to go, and change and transformation is guaranteed because it has to, because it's a law. Words are a law. You understand that? He said, by your words, you're justified. By your words, you're condemned. You know what it means? Well, I, I told him, no, ain't no kidding in the kingdom, guys. Ain't no playful words. Ain't no idle words. Words are either pre-speaking death or life. Line them up. It's important. And then you just say, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm sold out. I'm, sold, I'm selling out to the system of calling those things that be not. Call those things that be not as though they were. Whew. I'm going to call them in. Where are they? God created them. God created of all of them. And she was said, remember we read three? By this we understand the world was framed by the word of God. The world's were framed by the word of God. So the word of God been released in it, and you call it. See, now that's, that's what I'm saying. Now, see, God spoke it. Once he spoke it, it all went into motion. You just call what's in the earth to come. He already created it, and once you become great. See, earth is always looking for the agreement that heaven already agreed with. Does that make sense? Heaven has already made the agreement. Did you pull this in? Now it just needs earth agreement. That's what God did with Jesus. He said, that's my son in whom I'm well pleased. Earth needed to agree with what heaven spoke. And then the earth was what? Now watch this. You want to see something? When earth agrees to what heaven has spoke, the earth has to yield to the authority of the one speaking it in the earth. Does that make sense? So once you agree with what God said, it's as good as God saying it in the earth. Because he spoke it, and when agreement's found in the earth with you, you go, okay, I agree with it. Now, when you say it, it's with the voice of Jesus. The earth doesn't know any better because it's his word. It's not yours. When his words become your words, his authority becomes your authority in the situation in the earth. Okay, let me do it again. When his words become your words, you become the authority that he carries in the heaven in the earth. And the earth doesn't know no difference between you and him because you're one spirit. So the more you push yourself into this thought pattern, like, hey, when I say it and I agree with it, it's just a good, you got the voice of Jesus in the earth. 
That's why I said, whosoever is saying in the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast to sea. If you don't doubt it, it's already done. You're going to have what you say. You see it? See how it all works together? It's a fancy way of getting your confession right. It's not deep. You already know it. But be honest now. When you leave here, man, I've been calling a lot of stuff the way it looks. I ain't doing that no more. I'm going to look at it and say, what did God say about it? And find how God could apply and patch him into it and go, hey, it's got to work. Because that's what he said. Amen? Hey, he's bound by his word to perform it, guys. I know it's been a little bit. We're going to talk about this famous for faithfulness. But I'm telling you what, we're in a pocket of change right now. You change your whole life. 2021 will be the greatest year of your life if you put this application in proof. It'll change it all. Because it'll change. Because you're going to get the same results you got the last 30 years unless you change what you're doing. Let's change what we're doing. Amen? And once we do this, boom, I got it, Pastor Chris. I'm calling it the way, it, I'm calling it the way it's supposed to be, not the way I see. Because what I see is subject to change. See that? With the right material. Where did I get the material? It's material from the Word of God. Heavenly substance changes natural circumstances. Heavenly substance changes natural circumstances. How long is it going to take? Who cares? It's going to work. It's got to work. You got it? Amen. Come on, stand up on your feet. You did great. You'll get nuggets on this thing all week. Does that make sense? You will. You'll get faith nuggets. will just, oh, okay, I see it right there. I got to call it. Well, business is a little slow. Stop. Call to work in. Oh, it always gets slow this time of year. Not for me. People talking junk all the time around you, right? Oh, it's the holiday. You know, the holiday gets slow. You know, everybody, last quarter, they already spent their money. Not for me. Doctor said, well, we've seen this a thousand times. Ain't nobody. Not for me. I had that guy had, what, remember that dude? I just seen him the other day driving his car. You ever see that commercial, mesothelioma, whatever that stuff is? You don't, die. You don't live from that stuff. You die. Yeah, most of those people die. He come to me. He was at the thing. He was my customer. He said, I got mesothelioma. I said, whatever. I'm not even saying it right. I said, I seen the commercial for it. I said, well, praise God. It's got a name. Jesus got a higher name. They were in New York and wherever they was. Where was he at? Sloan Ketherin, one of these joints. He called me from the hospital. I said, you're going to live and not die. You understand me? He said, they got to take my liner of my lungs out of my body. I got like an 8% chance of living, whatever it was, 10% chance of living. Google it. It's crazy. I said, you're going to live and not die. I seen him driving the car. It's like five, ten years ago. I seen him driving the car the other day. It's funny. That's why I quickened you. I said, we could do that thing, right? I laughed. I said, look at that son of a gun still living. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I was laughing. He was not a believer. You know what I mean? Good old Catholic guy. He didn't know what I was talking about. But I prayed for him right there in the hospital room. I said, you'll live and not die. You understand me? If you'll believe these words, these words will work. You understand what I'm saying? That's not my faith. Somebody got to put faith in what he said, especially when it's your stuff. Oh, you said I can live? This guy said I got a, I got a 97, remember, it was stupid odds. I was like, I got like a 10, less than 10 chance, chance of living. I might never wake up again. I said, well, praise be to God. If you believe it, you'll wake up. This stuff will work, man. But here's the thing, you got to give people an opportunity to believe it. You know, what if you would have said, well, I guess I got an 8% chance. Then you got an 8% chance. Believe that I'm gonna live and not die. You just flip the odds upside down to life and the fullness thereof. You seeing this? You're gonna live by what they say, what you see, what somebody else said. Nah, man. I'm gonna go find them divine partaker promises, exceeding great and precious promises. What did Abraham do? Found a promise that was written about him and became it. Guys, just because it's written about you doesn't believe me. You believe it about you yet. Go become one with the word. Whatever it takes. Because that's who you really are. That's who you really are. Pastor Liz asked me one time, she said, how can you speak in the situations in people's life and not even know where they're at? I said, I know the word. I don't need to know where they're at. I know what the word of God says about you. And I don't really care what you see. I don't really care where you've been. I don't really care what you say. I love you, but I know more about you than you know about you. Because this book from Adam and Eve in the beginning told me a lot about you. Because humanity was birthed in a garden, guys. And we line up somewhere or the other. You're either lining up in Jesus or Adam. And if I can keep you in Jesus, I can get you the results that Jesus got. The minute we slip back and identify with Adam, we got problems, man. 
Stop preaching to people in the Adam's place. You're broken, you're messed up, you're hurt, you can never, that's Adam, that's the earth. God put broken people together. You're more than victorious. You're a conqueror. You're great and exceedingly wonderful made. There's something about you. Come on, man. Stop identifying in your addiction and your past and your pain and your broken. I got divorced. Who cares? You got this. I went bankrupt. Who cares? Stop identifying in the weakness of men and start identifying yourself in the strength of God. That's who you really are. Amen? Come on, you got to go. Father, we thank you. Bless them, keep them, watch over them. Let them speak the word of God. Let them see where they are. Let them know where they are. Let them call things that be not as though they were. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. Miss Kathy's in the back. They're helping with the buckets. If you need to drop your offering, do it. Thank you so much. We love you guys. God bless you. Don't forget Wednesday. And we got a special Christmas stuff. We've got a lot of stuff going on. We love you guys. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.